Welcome to Asphalt Chasers, the podcast where two motorcycle enthusiasts share their tales of adventure on the open road. Join John and Dave as they discuss the exciting rides they've conquered, the interesting people they've met, and the places they hope to explore in the future. From scenic routes through breathtaking landscapes to exhilarating rides through bustling cities, your hosts will take you on a journey like no other. They will share tips and tricks for planning the ultimate motorcycle trip and talk about the gear and equipment they swear by. And at the end of each episode, they'll raise a glass and take a shot of their favorite spirit in celebration of a ride well-ridden. So strap on your helmet and join John and Dave on the ride with Asphalt Chasers. Welcome to Asphalt Chasers, episode 14. I'm your host, John. And again, once again, I'm joined by my buddy. Hopefully he's not drunk tonight. Dangerous Dave. How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey. not drunk yet. Not drunk yet. Working on it. And and tonight we decided to bring in our, one of our cohorts, our friends from Law Pipes, listener. And now he is, I think he's now an official co-host taking over my spot and my seat with Rich. Our buddy Chad. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, having a good old time. Having a good old time. This should be a fun time. And uh, so, uh, yeah. So Chad, what, what what do you ride these days? Let's let's talk about that since we Well, we talked about it up in Maggie Valley. Oh, but it, we'll go is, through it again. That is right. You were on Maggie Valley. Oh, man. Man. I forgot about it's that. It's been a long time. It's been like what, four it episodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you guys only put episodes out like once a month, so Oh. Oh, ouch, that hurt. <laughs> Well, they're supposed to be every two weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Now that I'm on loud pipes and took John's shot, now I can, or spot, I swear I haven't been drinking too much yet. Now that I took John's spot, I can kind of talk a little trash. Oh, talk a little trash? Okay, all right. Just a little. But thanks to you, I'm actually back on a motorcycle. I'm riding a Spider, and I've got a uh, 1998 Superhawk in the garage. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. And uh, I should ask, uh, um, I think I saw a beverage tonight. What are you drinking? Are you drinking some of that crappy stuff that you had the other night on, on Law Pipes that you were like... Shiner? Oh, you got some Shiner. I can get the camera to pick it up. That's all right. No, it's, it's, the, it's the good Shiner. The original, not that whatever that was that i had that was wasn't a peach pecan something 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 yeah peach pecan it's not a pecan it's a pecan okay all right and i guarantee dave is drinking and and i guarantee dave is drinking his favorite bud light no no bud light (laughs) i'm what's your problem with bud light man What's wrong with Bud Light? I'm sure you know what's wrong with Bud Light. <laughs> it's going through a transitional phase in its, in its brewery. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so tonight I'm starting off with a, uh, what, uh, I don't know if you can read this or not. It says, New Trail Brewing. It's Blood Orange Broken Heels IPA, Hazy IPA. This is some hey, good I got stuff. dipped that's Blood Orange. Do you? Yeah. 
What oh, you... that's what I'm forgetting tonight. Your dip? I forgot my dip. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, need to go run and make a trip to go get some? No, I'm all right. All right. But if then once to, once the blood orange is gone, I'm back, to the, I'm back to the original Paps Blue Ribbon. Cool. Awesome. Well, okay then. All right. So so we got all that all talked about and everything else and moving along. And, well, we invited Chad along as our cohort, as we know, as a very much self-defense person. So we came on. Ask him to come join us to talk about some self-defense while riding and maybe while you're staying in a hotel room and things to do to kind of keep yourself safe. So. Okay. Sounds good. That, that's, that's where I'm going to go. So I don't know. What's let's, your... let's not bring up the subject of which gun I carried on last May's trip. Let's not ask that question. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so i'm going to re- reiterate this so last may i decided to go down with a group here locally we decided to do an arm butt from here to arkansas and chad and jen came up to meet us and um i was riding out there and my two buddies here were carrying some firearms with them i don't remember what but they were carrying i get down there and said huh Pack and heat. We'll go with pack and heat. Pack and heat. Okay, pack and heat. And I get down there. I'm like, yep, Chad's going to have something. Hey, Chad, you got your gun? And he goes, <laughs> no. I have a knife, okay. though. <laughs> What'd you say? He goes, no, but I have a knife. I got a knife. Oh, I got a knife. You call that a knife? <laughs> so uh, needless to say, the story, the story is, is that Chad went in to get something, put it on the, had it on the, nightstand and walked out of the house without it and i think you got what a couple hours up the road and realized you forgot it yeah about an hour and a half Mm. um no it wasn't that i went to get something i was i sat down i was in my riding gear i sat down to put my boots on and my my faithful companion dog decided that he wanted to come love on me before we left and then after I pet him for about 10 minutes and showed him some affection, I got up, put my boots on, and walked out the door. And that happens. I had, you know, two of what I like to carry on me. And that was it. <laughs> I, had a, I had a flashlight and I had a knife. Yep. So. Yeah, I have a... I guess I don't really, I have my carry concealed. I don't carry because I know the restrictions and different laws in different states. And I travel a lot of states. I just don't want to have to deal with that. So I just keep myself out of situations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's back to the old story of I'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by six. So. No. You, yeah. yeah, but you reach a lot of points, uh, especially in the United States, where you kind of go, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'll just kind of walk away, kind of thing. Well, yeah, I, I mean, just, but I just meant by the carrying part, because 
you know, being a truck driver, we, there are states I pass through that I'm not allowed to carry in. My concealed carry doesn't work in so, every state. Yeah. So for educational purposes, we're not saying you actually do have a firearm in your truck. We're saying that, you know, possibly, you know, maybe on the rare chance, maybe. Yeah, I might. Yeah. Might. For educational purposes only. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. All right, we'll go with that. Yes, yes. So, and before we get before we get too far into the weeds on this, I want to go ahead and uh, say this right now. One, nobody here is a lawyer. Nope. Nobody here knows what state any individual is from. Uh, consult an attorney before you do anything dumb that we that you might take as advice. Yeah. You reach their own. Yeah. But yeah, right. now that we've said that, don't think anything I I say as legal jargon. Yeah, yeah, or even even yeah, remotely legal. Right, and I'm not the exact same thing. Yep, we're not lawyers. Thank you for that. Good. Um, 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 um trying to think of the word here. Yeah. Uh, I can't think. Fine print. We'll call it fine print. I can't think of the word I want to use. So. Disclaimer? Yeah, that yeah there we go. That works. Disclaimer. Our disclaimer. Thank you for the disclaimer. Good idea. So you're why we're here, Chad. So you, you're the one. So let's talk about one thing. Um, let's go over this one. Um, that I really don't think about is that when you go to a hotel. <laughs> so when your hotel room, do you do anything? I've I've seen episodes and I don't remember stuff. About maybe what you should do, like in the hotel room when you lock the door to make sure nobody comes in or anything that's inside so, the room. So what you can do, you get you get into your hotel room. There's a couple of things you can do. Um, everybody kind of de- knows you trip the deadbolt lock. You put the little hotel lock thing up there at the top. Another thing you can do is take a towel, put it underneath the door. That keeps anybody from putting one of those little snake cameras underneath to kind of peek around and everything. But anything more than that, and you're really kind of getting paranoid. You could also take one of the chairs, put it in front of the door or something like that. I don't like doing that because if I need to get out, there's a chair in the damn, you know, in front of the door. And now I got to deal with that on top of getting out. You kind of reach a point where if somebody wants you bad enough, they're gonna get you. They're gonna get you, right? Yeah. And like the towel under the door thing. See, I like to leave the door opening open because nine times out of ten, there's such a great seal there that you can see if someone's in the hallway outside your door. Uh huh. I like that. First, yeah. Other than the towel, but that's just me. And it doesn't always. Well, work. some of the doors are good. Yeah, some of the doors are really good. Some of them are not. Yeah. Right. It's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Well, it also is on a sliding scale of how high up you're willing to pay. <laughs> so, statistically speaking, crimes happen on the first, second, and third floor. Anything above the third floor, statistically. Now, I know people are going to sit back and they're going to go, well, I was on the fifth floor and I got my door kicked in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Statistically speaking, Crimes happen first, second, third floor. 
You also want to make sure that you don't get above the seventh floor. The reason why is if there's a any kind of an evacuation and they have to bring a ladder truck out there, they can't get above the seventh floor. Huh. So you want to be above three, below seven. Gotcha. Interesting. Did not know that. No, I didn't either. But it makes sense when you say that because I ran with fire companies for 15 years, but we had no high rises in our township. So. <laughs> In your town, yeah. not township. No township. I live in a township. <laughs> What's the difference between a township and like a city ship? <laughs> I don't know what a city ship is. I know what a town is and what a township is and a borough. Oh, okay. See, in Pennsylvania, we have all these different things. We have cities, towns, boroughs, townships. And counties. County is like an all-encompassing one. I think we all know what a county is. But yeah, I just basically described them, I think, in the correct order. Cities, the largest. It's a population number. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but yeah. Cities, the big populations. Then you go to, uh, let me think, town, uh, borough, no, cities, towns. Boroughs, townships, and then there's one other one. What is that last one? It's really small. I don't remember. Okay. All right. But there's only one town in Pennsylvania, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Everything else is a township or a borough. Good to know. Mm, yeah. Yes. The yes. town of Bloomsburg. All right, so so back to topic here. Let's see what else you got to offer us, Chad. I, I'm not good. At, I guess I'm not a very good um interviewer. So Chad, Dave, what do you got to ask Chad? What do you got for him? So Chad, so you said in the hotel rooms that you 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 do not put the chair up, right? No, I don't put a chair in front of the door. No, no. But what I will do is I will. I will take my pants and I will put uh, my keys, my wallet, a flashlight, and I will set them up. So if the fire alarm goes off, I can stand up out of the bed. I can pull my pants on and I've got, I don't have to worry about where my keys are. I don't have to worry about where is my wallet. I don't have to go digging for a bunch of crap. It's all there and ready to go. Right. Right. So I'm guessing you don't wear pajamas to bed then? Well, it depends. <laughs> am I rooming with John or am I rooming with my wife? Because if I'm rooming with John, then of course I'm not wearing pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. Yeah. We'll say, I say, I don't have room for pajamas in my bag. So yeah. <laughs> my pajamas is a pair of shorts. Yeah, that's yeah. Pack of basketball shorts, pair of sweatpants, you know, something like that. Yeah. No, I yeah, I've got something that I'll sleep in. Okay. So uh on the self defense side, you've taken self defense training. Yes, I have taken a lot of self defense training. I usually take at a minimum of one or two classes a year. They range anywhere from legal 
to actual hands-on. Uh, I think this year I'm going to look at doing some uh, force-on-force stuff. Okay. That's where you actually like grab a hold of one another and, you know, end up bruised up and laughing. Needing knee surgery. <laughs> no, no, no. That's only when you're 40 years old or uh, 45 years old and decide you're going to get back into the octagon and start fighting MMA. Oh, oh, really? That's what that's yeah, what that's that's yeah, that's what happened there. Uh-huh. Is I wanted to go fight up in Oklahoma City and I was training and tore my ACL. I didn't actually tear it, I ruptured it. Well, see, I thought that was just during regular, you know. What were you taking at the time? Taekwondo? No. Hapkido. Oh, okay. No, that's Taekwondo is for five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All these do's and don'ts. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. So. I keep saying I'm going to take uh, judo, but I never did get around to doing that. I figured that would be the most useful. Judo would. Um, judo's really good. I don't like everybody talks about right now. Currently jujitsu is the rave. You guys are old enough. You remember the whole karate phase back in the late eighties, early nineties, everybody was taking karate. Yeah. Why Bruce Lee? Yeah. You, well, no, Bruce Lee was the whole Kung Fu and that was back in the early eighties and the late seventies. No, you had uh, the karate phase that kicked in, and that was all because of the Karate Kid and all that oh, other crap. Right, yeah. That was all from the 80s, all the karate movies and the ninjas and everything else. Currently, right now, the whole phase is uh, jiu-jitsu. Everybody's doing jiu-jitsu. Every martial arts place offers jiu-jitsu. I don't like the idea of rolling around on the ground with dudes. Sorry. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Yeah. John, you told me that this, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, that, that all comes from the UFC. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, a, I was a big fan of the UFC in the beginning when it was real fighting. But here at the end, it's kind of become more of a boxing match. Then say it's boxing. I mean, I kind of like the, you know mixed martial arts mix it up oh well i'm I'm, I'm, it's not it's not boxing but i mean there's so many rules now it's become oh yeah well so that's the difference that was that was one of the big discussions we actually had uh at the dojo a couple months ago if not a year ago and that was you've got a guy who does jujitsu who trains mixed martial arts and he does this and does this. And then you've got a pipe fitter who's sitting next to him, you know, who goes drinking every weekend, who workout is he goes to work. He's a welder and a pipe fitter, which one of them, if they get into a fight is going to walk away. Hopefully my theory is always, well, my theory is always going to go with the blue collar guy is going to be the dude that's going to get, that's going to be throwing down. This is a guy who works hard. He does all this stuff. Yeah, he's not working out on a daily basis. 
but he also isn't going to a mixed martial arts gym and learning that there's rules when you're in a fight. This guy actually fights for real. Oh yeah. 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 That's just yeah. my theory on it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it would, it would be interesting. You know, the, I'm sure you're going to get some hate mail on this one, but I don't care. How, how many listeners we got like five, <laughs> you know, well, if you take, well, see, Chad might send hate email for himself. So we never know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to send an email, what's that email address there, there, Dave, what's it? Asphalt chasers podcast at gmail.com. All right. So you have any questions you want to hate, send us hate mail, send it to Dave. He'll answer you in the subject matter. Put attention, Chad. <laughs> okay. That'll work. They'll get yeah. it to me. <laughs> no, I or you can email us at loud something. pipes. And, yeah. But yeah. So. You could email us at Ted at Motorcycle Men Podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Ted at Motorcycle Men Podcast.com. Oh, boy. Yeah. He'll love that one. Yeah. So, but uh, do you have your uh, carry permit? Yeah, I've got, um, I've got my carry permit. I live in Texas. Uh, anybody who's listened to Loud Pipes, they've listened to this, you know, the Maggie Valley episode. Um, I live down here in Texas. I'm just outside of DFW. I've got a carry permit for, well, let's see when I previously lived in Florida, I've had a carry permit for over 25 years. Hmm. Yeah. So I have, um, in, in the terminology, I believe it's called as a civilian firearms or self-defense gun carrier. I've been doing so for over 25 years. Right. Wow. So, so when you carry in other states, what happens? So here's what I do. The first thing I do, like when we've got a trip coming up, I'll sit down and I'll make a list of every state that we're going to. Then I'll go to this handy dandy little website. It's called handgunlaw.us. Ah, John's going to look it up. Yeah, he is. I see him. I I see him typing stuff in. (laughs) When I go to handgunlaw.us, I'm going to pick Texas as where I have my carry permit. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to look and I'm going to check off every one of the states that I'm going to that recognizes my permit. And, and then it's going to tell me if recently? there's, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, they actually do updates on it very frequently. Okay. So um, then it's going to tell me if there are any exclusions like, so as dumb as this sounds, and I've really like living in Texas, but Austin has some ridiculous, ridiculous laws when it comes to knives like you can't have any of the out the front push button blades no oh, okay yeah yeah like a pair stuff of like that it's uh, or like one of those otf uh benchmade infidels okay yep i could get one but i don't feel like getting up and it's behind me in the our podcast isn't video anyways sure. Oh, okay. Well, I've got one in behind me in a drawer. But it's, I only use that as an example. I don't know if it's still valid, but 
you'll have places like um, last, if I remember correctly, San Francisco, you're not allowed to have hollow point ammunition. Okay. You, you can carry a gun in San Francisco. You can't carry it with hollow point ammunition. All right. That's interesting. But okay. Yeah. Granted, that's, again, that's an older thing. I don't know if they still do it. But that handgunlaw.us will give you the exclusions of what you need to look out for. You know, then you go and you make sure that when you're on your bike, your gun is comfortable and it's concealed and you don't have to worry about it. And then you get on the road and you go ride with your friends and have a good trip and don't let your dog distract you and you forget it and leave it laying on your bed. Right. 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 So if you're going through a state where your permit isn't allowed, does that cancel it for the whole trip? Um, I didn't quite catch that question. What was that? Theoretically. Oh, theoretically. Educational reason. Theoretically. Theoretically, there is this little rule of carrying a concealed firearm that says concealed is concealed. Uh, so, you know, if if I'm going to a state like California, just, just we all know California sucks. Yes, absolutely. I might carry a smaller gun that could remain concealed and then hope to God I wouldn't have to use it. Right. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Okay. And then if I did, like, I mean, me personally, I do carry a small lockbox on trips like mm-hmm. that. And I will pull the ammunition out of the gun and unload the chamber and. Put it in the lockbox and lock it up. That's like, you know, Mm -hmm. three quarters of legal, I guess. That's an option. Did you know that if you're caught with a concealed firearm in the state of California, they take your gun and they give you a $200 ticket? No. I've never been to California. So I really, I have looked at I went and and looked that up. It's a $200 ticket. Is it a felony? And they may or may not take no, because it's a state. No, it's so a ticket. Just a, it's ticket. a ticket. But they take your gun. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe. Because mm-hmm. it's it's my understanding nationwide. Now, I can't remember the exact rule. I, I can't remember, John. Do you remember whether does the ammunition have to the ammunition has to be separate from the gun? I know that. Yes. Does it have to be in a separate compartment? That's the part I can't remember. I, it's been a while since I read the regulations. I don't so. remember what the I don't I don't know. Yeah, because I I'm because for truck drivers you never know where you're going, and I mm-hmm. know for a fact that there's you can carry a gun, but you're supposed to keep it. The way I understand it is you're supposed to keep it locked up, so it has to be locked. So right away, if you need it, you're in trouble. Because now you got to pull a key trouble. out. Yeah. And then it can't be loaded. Right. And so can't be in reaching distance of the driver. Can't be within reaching distance of the driver. Yeah. And they, like any magazines have to be pulled from the gun. 
Uh huh. So, because some so people, what we have right here, guys, some people will consider unloaded, you know, not having anything in the chamber, but you can't even have the magazine in the gun. So, right. But I'm sorry, Chad, you're going to say something there. Yeah, I need to turn this background thing off. Yeah, because it it makes it difficult to see things. Yeah, so. but yeah, there he goes. There you go. Well, it's yeah, sort of. That'll work. So what I got right here is my little training gun. This is a CERT Glock 17. So what you're essentially talking about doing is you're talking about taking the magazine out, and you're going to put the magazine in the box. You're going to put the gun in the box. You're not going to have any ammo in the magazine. I'm not going to have one in the chamber either. Well, of course not. Well, and then you're going to take, then you're going to take like the original manufacturer's box for your carry ammo, and you're going to put it in that, and then close it up in the lockbox, right? No, I just pull the magazine, put it in the lockbox, and lock it. Basically, hey, you want to see something? Watch this. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show everybody. He's he's a Appendix carrying. Okay, guess what? I made the gun. I made the gun disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so talk about that. So, I'm curious to see what's what's the rule about if you're like in a hotel room and it's laying and you just have it out. Is that well? That's going to vary by yeah. state a lot because that's considered your domicile. Correct. Which means you are now. Depending on what state you are, certain states have what's called a duty to retreat, which means if they come into your hotel room, well, you have to make an attempt to retreat. Correct. Well, there's only a small problem. Unless you're on the ground floor, you can't retreat. And even if you are on the ground floor, if you don't have a balcony or you don't have a door that opens up, you really can't go anywhere. So yeah. there goes that duty to retreat right out the window. Well, there have been cases, I believe, where duty to retreat has been defined as making an attempt to retreat, whether that's one step backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still to be debated at this point. Many, And there's not that many states who have the duty to retreat anymore. I think Florida still does. I don't know for sure, though. No, Florida does not. But I think California. Oh, well, that's good. Well, it's California. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying New Jersey or New oh, York and New York or Chicago. Just Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Illinois is now. I mean, come on. They're getting crazy out there in Illinois. We're not even going to talk about that. Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. What else you got to offer us, Chad? What else advice do you want to share with us? Okay, so there are 11 states currently that have a duty to retreat. Oh, really? I didn't realize it was When that one can do so. When one can do so with absolute safety. It is Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nebraska, New Jersey, New York, and Rhode Island. Nebraska actually kind of shocks me a little bit. Yeah. That caught me too. Hmm. Um, 
Here's what I can tell you guys. Uh, this is what I want to tell your listeners. Uh, when you leave the house, if you carry a gun, you need to be carrying four things. Okay. You need to carry something bright. You need to carry something sharp. You need to carry something deadly. You need to carry some kind of a med kit. I don't care if it's a thing of gauze that you stick in your pocket and a tourniquet. If you carry a gun, you ought to be carrying at least a tourniquet. Some rolled up gauze, some Z-Pack gauze is a really good thing to carry also. I'm not saying that just because Rich and I are trying to push out, you know, like this med kit thing that we're working on. I'm not saying that because of that. I'm actually saying it because I believe it. I actually carry a med kit on me. John's seen it. I actually sent him one. Yes. But I carry, if I'm not on my bike, I carry one of these on my person, on my ankle. And it's an ankle med kit. And yes, I've taken the appropriate training to make sure I know how to use everything that's there. All right. Cool. What about you? But yeah, if take some training there. Yeah, that's that's and I appreciate you sending me that and I really do, but the next thing I probably do need to do is find some training because I have no idea what to do. Oh. Zero. Yeah, we Yeah, we'll we'll take care of that. I'll get you taken care of. <laughs> it sounds I'll like find a, you a class or something like so, that. Sounds like I need to take a trip to Texas. Well, since you brought up a trip to Texas, oh yeah, I'll Dave out on that on your last show. Oh yeah, don't go anywhere, Dave. D- d- I I thought maybe we'd we'd wait until a little bit later to go into this, but so twenty five, you in for that fifteen hundred and twenty four hours? Oh Jesus Christmas! You guys keep bringing up this twenty five, fifteen hundred in in twenty five. What part of that sounds yes. like fun to you guys? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Barry, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey, I, I, hey, Dave, I, I, I'm, Dave. Yeah, I gotta tell you something. I tossed this idea already out to Chad, and you know something? Jen's eyes popped up. I heard, like she paid. She was like, she might be willing to do it. Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> said I haven't ruled it out, but I just don't see the enjoyment in it. Because you're going to be riding minimum 23 hours, right? Uh, no, 24 hours. No, it's going to be 24 hours. You think it's going to take the full? Yeah, it, oh, yeah it'll be right up to the line. Oh, yeah, it's going to be right up to the minute. Yeah, maybe. You you have to understand, we're looking at doing this in Texas where we can leave it at cruise control at 80 and just go. Yeah, we but can put the bikes at in 80, eco mode. You guys are getting 150 miles to a tank. Uh-huh. That no, means we have that's to stop in regular every, mode. Every two no, hours. That's in that's in yes. regular mode, not in eco mode. You put John it in doesn't eco have mode, eco mode. Yes, I do. Yes, oh, he does. Do. Yes, You've do. never used it. Jennifer. Jennifer doesn't have eco mode. Jennifer has sport mode. No, Jennifer does have equal mode. There is an equal mode on Oh, her. that's right. She does. It does. Because we didn't stop when we should have on our way home on that one trip. So, so, <laughs> so what equal mood does, <laughs> we had to put the bikes in eco mode and, uh, <laughs> um, make sure we made it to the gas station. <laughs> so, so just to kind of clarify. So yes, equal mode, the bikes have it. It detunes the motor 
to cut the RPMs by like 50 and cuts the throttle response so it's not as responsive. Unfortunately, I've outgrown that and it kind of, <laughs> I like to giddy up and go. So that's why well, I don't run with it. So do I. Right. So do I. And again, I'm going to tell you, and I will continue telling you, uh, one, you're my friend. And two, if it hadn't been for you being on a spider, I probably would have quit riding. Well, thank you. I'm glad I could help you out. Wow. I didn't realize that. Because I couldn't hold a motorcycle up for about six months. And it was getting it was getting pretty bad. And I was like, I have got to do something. And then when I was cleared to ride, I couldn't hold up a big twin. I couldn't hold up a tour bike. Right. And the idea of having my wife on the back of it or one of the kids, forget it. That wasn't happening. There was oh, yeah. no way. That's a done deal. Yeah. And I'll and I'll also go with this. If listeners out there of our five listeners, there is other options other than a spider if you need assistance you can always go with you want to stay on two wheels and episode that we had on law pipes i thought was a cool idea was in florida there's a guy called leg up that actually put hydraulics in the bags yes you lose your bag space but he actually has hydraulics that training reels i'll call it that i make deploy i think under five miles an hour to help you know yep. stabilize the you bike also have the dude right e- you also have the guy who does the uh, hydraulic conversion that takes the front end of a big twin yep. and turns it into a um, a three wheeler. Right. We actually saw it was called Motorworks, and we actually Dave and I saw one last yeah. year on Adam Sandoval's um, tour. They did. Uh, There's a guy that we met. Great American Convoy. Yep. Great American Convoy. We met him. Was it South Carolina? Maybe. Yeah. Uh no, I think it was Georgia. All right. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. He met up. And he 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 had one. He had um I think it was an empty T and um he tried a spider, he tried a trike, he did not enjoy it, and he loves the uh tilted motorworks. But, yeah. but you've got the Nikon, you've got well they no longer all make the, kinds of options. They no longer make the Nikon. Really? Yep, they stopped hmm. making that. That means I could get one really cheap. Oh, mm. talking about that. You want to talk about something cheap? I learned something. We're going to go sidetrack all over the place. Squirrel. Squirrel in time. Squirrel in time. We're talking about motorcycles. So our fellow listener I was talking to today, Mr. Zion, that he had on Law Pipes. And you know he has mm-hmm. an abundance of motorcycles, and he's gone through numerous motorcycles. One of his motorcycles is actually a zero motorcycle, electric motorcycle. And um, I was talking to him today, and interesting little side note is that he was looking at selling that zero to part with it. You know, you know how much he loves to swap bikes. Do you know how much they were going to mm-hmm. give him for that bike? No. How much? Take a guess. Eight. Eight what? Eight grand. Okay. Chad. No. No. Chad. Pops, 2300 Both wrong. $1,000 for a $12,000 yeah. bike. Okay, I'm calling him tomorrow because he lives close to me. I'll give him three grand. Um. So here's the problem with him. It will not charge under 32 degrees. 32 degrees, it won't charge. Yeah, that's okay. 
So it doesn't work with, with that temperature. It won't charge under 32 degrees. Nope. In fact, when the, it's cold, like if you looked at all the Teslas up in Chicago, when it got cold, they couldn't charge yeah. it. They were stuck. The yeah, cold, but that was like minus yep. 16. Doesn't make a difference. Well, yeah, minus 16 and 32 is a big difference. Well, well I'm just saying that. Yeah. And the fact is, is that a lot of electric vehicles don't have high resale values because of the batteries. Because they want to get stuck with have to replace the batteries. Here's the other part with the electric vehicles. They suck. You have to get a special, well, you have to get a special insurance rider on your homeowners in case they catch a fire. Hmm. Did not know that. That's new. Yeah, that's new. Down here in Texas, they're like, oh, yeah, you have to have a special um, electric vehicle rider on your insur- homeowner's insurance policy because you have an electric vehicle. They're prone to fire. Huh. I don't know if you have to do that in Pennsylvania, but right. I know because I know my wife's boss was looking in, into getting an electric car. Well, she t- ended up not doing it. But. Well, Tara, go buy a used one because I heard the resale values are pretty cheap. So you can go get a re- used one really cheap. Yeah. Well, no, she's a doctor, so she doesn't need really cheap. She was going to buy a Lucid. Mm. But the problem was it took nine months to come in. That was why she didn't buy it. Not because of the price, because it took nine months to come in. Yeah. So that was an interesting fact I learned today was that electric vehicle resale values is not very well off. So that does not surprise me. One day. I didn't know they were that bad, though, because that's. That bike new is, what does he have? The zero what? I don't know what zero he has, but it was 1617. Okay, so he probably has, yeah. All right, yeah. Now he says it's a fun bike to ride, but you can't ride in the wintertime. And that's what I need it for. Right, you can't ride in the wintertime because the battery's not going to last. So as much, my opinion is, as much as people push electric, I think there has to be another alternative to gas power. Electric's not the answer. That's my fuel cell. Input. Fuel cell or um, hydrogen, if that's the same. I think I've been reading a lot of, I've seen some articles that car manufacturers are testing hydrogen and trying to find out how to make it safe. And in fact, I found. I was talking to Zion that he actually said that uh, Europe actually has stuff over there with hydrogen. And I think California has hydrogen cars too. So, all right. So our co-host Dave decided to take a walk. I'm not sure where he went. So. Isn't the new Kawasaki H2 hydrogen? I don't think so. It's a supercharged. The H2 is. No, no, the new one. They've got a, they've got an H2. Let me try the interwebs, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, uh, they do have one that's they're working on. Huh. Yeah. Supercharged hydrogen-fueled H2. Oh, my goodness. Because the saddlebags are where the fuel cells go. Hmm. Yeah, so 
And also reading with hydrogen, there is no emissions. Water It's water vapors. Yep. So that that is my opinion. Now, if you can get... Go ahead. If you can get refueling down to five minutes, there you go. I think you can with hydrogen. I don't know how refueling works. So I think you can do it. It's that it just takes, I think there's something with the fueling stations that you only can fuel, refuel so many cars or something in a cycle. It takes something. I don't remember what it was. I was reading something about it that the refueling part takes some time. There's either got rebuilt something. I don't remember exact details, but you have to be careful about it. So it is pretty dangerous, but so is fuel, isn't it? I mean, Gasoline's pretty bad, so maybe not as well. Maybe it's not as bad as everybody says. Right, that's just my opinion. Yep. So, so, so anyway, Dave. Yes, let's go. Let's get back on this. You you made the comment that you don't know what's the point in going to Texas if you're not going to get to see oh, things. Jesus. Here we go. We have back to the 1500 miles in 24 hours. Yes. So after we knock out the 1500 miles, we're going to take 24 hours off. We're going to relax. We're going to recuperate. We're going to rest. Nope. 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 Not going for that. Not wasting a whole day. You're going to have to. No. After that day. No, you can't. After that day. day. So, so after the 1500 miles, calm your tits, buddy. So after the 1500 miles, since it's, we'll do a short day down to the Alamo. How's that? Well, that's exactly what we're, we were talking about doing is we're actually going to go to Austin. Stop in Austin, let you see some of the sites in Austin, some of the weird stuff, and then take you to the three sisters. And that's a back road. And it looks like the letter C and you go from Austin down to San Antonio, and then we can go see the alamo and you can we can even take you to sea world you can get a t-shirt then we're going to leave there like, there's a sea we're world go down in to... texas yes yeah god that sounds just wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's in san antonio i think it's i think that's the i think that's the headquarter one too i mean there couldn't it's be as down the road further from the, alamo. From the sea could there <laughs> You know Texas is on the Gulf, right? That's not a sea. That's a, that's a Gulf, and that's a giant freaking Gulf. And there's like how many states between that and any ocean? Like hours of riding <laughs> to each state. So we're gonna we're gonna leave we're gonna we're gonna leave San Antonio, and we'll go down to Terra Lingua, which is down on the border. And we'll take you down there so you can go see the ghost town that's right there on the border. Well, I mean, we got to plan this trip around Born Free, Texas, too. When is Born Free? October. See, this works out perfectly. I know. Because Born Free, if it's going to, if Born Free is going to be anytime or anywhere, it's going to be down in Austin. Um, I can't remember the town. It's 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 outside of Dallas Fort Worth area, I think. 
No. There's a, there's a ranch. Yeah, it's right up the road from you. I can't believe you don't know about this. Last year was the first. It's October 17th through the 20th. Of and where's it at? John, I know you. Um, you you know where Stroker's Dallas is, right? Oh yeah, it's not far from there. It's but it's out of town. They have it in a basin or something. What does it say, Johnny? I know you're looking up the website. So. I'm trying to find it. I'm it's, on it. It's 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 run by uh, Rick Fairless and a couple and the two guys from. Uh, Born free California. I can't believe you didn't know it was there, dude. It's like a serious chopper show. No information is available until early February 2024. I thought we were in early February. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it, it's it's always in October. Like I want to say the second weekend or so. Where was born where is it in twenty twenty three? Did it have it? They had it in 2023, definitely. So where was it held then? I, that's what I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yellow, I think it's Yellow Rose Canyon. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yellow Rose Canyon. In yep. Mount Enterprise, Texas. So. Which is. Hold on. Hold on. Which it's is not far from Chad. I'm telling you. No, it's, it's no, it's, it's on the, it's by Longview, south of Longview. It's oh, by Ty- that's why it's by Taylor Tyler. Yeah, it's all the way down there. Yeah, it's by Mount Enterprise. Or um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. 170 miles from here, so two hours, <laughs> maybe three. Oh man, because it takes like an hour and a half to get through Dallas. <laughs> oh well, okay, all right. Hey, do they still have only from, like, from the TV show there? Uh, the South Fork Ranch is still out here. Do you oh, want to see cool? it? Yeah, I want to see it. Okay, well, we can take a day and go take you over to Rick Fairless, and you can get a t-shirt, and Rick usually hangs around, and you can say hi, and get your picture taken with him. Oh, get my man, selfie with him? Man, they'd be, they'd be all happy. Oh, yeah. Dude, they, he takes pictures with people all the time. Mm. All right, so, so you in with this? Or can I count you in, Dave? Are you going to go do this with us? Well, I'll go I've, on the trip with you. I haven't committed 100% of the 1,500 miles in 24 hours. All right. Well, here's, so, here's what, so Dave. Dave. Dave, you can stay at the house, and we expect you to have us no. have a full meal when we get back. No, yeah. because you guys will be getting back at 2 o'clock in the morning. Maybe. Maybe. What time are you leaving? I don't know it's yet. Probably 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not making a full meal at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll tell you what I'll be doing. <laughs> I'll be sleeping off the beers I drank earlier. Okay, the then sleep off the beers. Or the whiskey. Yeah, I, I have whiskey. I have good whiskey. Oh, I I don't need good whiskey. And then, Chad, he can take care of the dogs while we're going on this ride. Yeah, you can take care of Rocco. Yeah, you got to take care of Rocco. There you go. What's Rocco? Is he a German Shepherd? Sort of. Sort of? Oh, I like Shepherds. You got I, mean, take, I like you labs, got, but you got to take your camera off. You got to you got to take the camera. You got to change he's the. He's trying to show oh, me yeah, his dog, but he's got the special effects on that hides everything. 
<laughs> oh wait, he's trying to do it now. Everybody, for those viewers at home who can't see shit, he he was still working on trying to get rid of the background, which he's been working on because he had his dog come up and you could see brown behind him, but that was it. And now his dog keeps trying to peek over his shoulder. <laughs> but every once in a while you get a spot of brown, but he's still trying to drop the background. Okay, any day now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that from? <laughs> there we yeah. go. Uh, nope. Oh, there's the background. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait for it. He froze. Of oh, course, oh, he froze. Oh, he froze. There he is. Oh, there so he's not really peppered because he's black and white. No, he's a. I was told he was a husky,ta and when I took a picture of him after going to the um, boarding place that we're going to use, I took a picture of him laying on the floor and it popped up and it said he's a Norwegian elk hound. What the hell? Norwegian elk hound. To it. He looks like a Norwegian elk hound. It said he was some kind of a Norwegian cattle. Uh, Dog, oh, cattle dog, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I only got a quick look. I've never heard of that breed, mm. but they call them like Viking dogs and all this other crap. He's supposedly this Norwegian mutt. Is he? Yeah. Is he? And they're like super rare in the United States. They're like four grand for a dog, and I'm like, I paid forty bucks at the shelter for him. Oh, lucky. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh. You can up here a shelter dogs four hundred and fifty bucks, mm. and and they they do stupid shit like you know make you sign that if if you can't take care of the dog you got to give it back so they can get four hundred and fifty dollars out of the next sucker too. Yeah, sidetrack on this is uh side rep. It's interesting that when you go to a rescue to get a dog. All the work you have to do to get approved, they do a house visit, they do all this stuff to get it done. If you go to a breeder, oh, all right, here you go. Thanks. Have a good day. Here's a dog. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, here you go. Here's a dog. By the way. Yeah. But when you go to a breeder, you're paying like two or $3,000 for a dog. Yeah. Not 35 40 bucks. Right, so I can say my Boston Terrier, we actually did a, call it a backyard breeder um, here. Um, one male and there's multiple females. And I think we paid like 400 for her. And then my, our miniature American Shepherd, which is an Australian Shepherd miniaturized. Well, he didn't exactly get the miniature part. So he's a full Australian Shepherd, pretty much 50 to 60 pounds. And we dumped a grand for him. But his dad was actually a show. To find out that he wasn't a miniature? Yeah, yeah, that was... He grew. So the interesting thing on him... 60 pounds is still small for a Shepherd, though. Oh, he was supposed to be 20 to 40. So Rocco is Rocco is a Norwegian elk hound. Yep. 
Didn't I say that? Yeah, you did. Okay. Chad had to go verify. Did you? Yeah, he did. No, I was, I lost audio. I couldn't oh, hear you guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Norwegian Elkhound. Okay. But, um, yeah, but yeah, but he's got the coloring that's right, but it, he's got a snout like a shepherd though. That's what threw me off a little. Yep. So they I accused me of him being a, some kind of a Malamute. And I was like, Chad's now, talking, I, uh, I think he's going to say something. I don't see that. Do you want to say something? No. No. Uh, I'm regular. What's the matter? No, he's definitely got some Norwegian elk on him. Uh, that black face is definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they told me he was a husky Akita. Mm. Uh, I had an Akita. I had an Akita shepherd mix once. Is he smart? Oh uh, yeah, like Very super smart. hard to train. No, he's like super easy to train. No, no. Oh, he's super easy to train, and he's very smart because he yeah. gets out of his own kennel. He's he's not stubborn. Okay, he's also a sucker for food. Yeah, that's the same thing. I with can Bo- say the word food. Oh, look, I've got his attention. <laughs> so so yeah. that's probably real easy because that's what happens with Bo is that uh, we can train him with food very easily. We can he's very trainable with food and just that. And we actually done the thing and then we did a local petco training session and his favorite thing is a ball. He'd rather have ball instead of food. So Oh no. Rocco get you could give him a ball and he'll take the ball. And when he sees you have food, he will drop the ball, take the food, then he'll snatch the ball and run. Yeah. So at the risk of running off all of our motorcycle listeners, <laughs> um, well, this is the Asphalt do Chasers Dog out? Podcast. Do you, do, you, do you leave his food out for him to eat whenever, or do you feed him at times, or how does that work? No, I just I fill his I fill his bowl up in the morning and when it's empty I put more food in it. Okay. All right. And he kind of graze eats and that's that's it. Okay. When we first got him, when you said that when you said about the food thing, I figured that you'd probably be one of the people that like my mother in law feeds her dog at seven in the morning and four in the afternoon. And I'm like, Yeah, you'd wonder why the dog's starving at four o'clock. But whatever. Uh, he's got a, he's got a dish full of food just yep. about all day. Okay. Um, talking about that. No, for us, we feed the dogs at certain hours. Um, cause if we did that to Bo, he, you could put down a 30 pound bag of food and he try to eat the whole bag. Yeah. Is Bo a, a lab? No, he's a shepherd. Oh, he's not showing shepherd. Oh yeah. That's right. So so here's the kicker. I'll tell you a little story about this. So we got him, and we're going through to bring him up, and he's getting bigger and bigger. He's up to 50 pounds. He's at 60. He's at 70. He ends up at 80 pounds. And the vet's office calls the wife and says, hey, what are you feeding him? Why? He's, he's a little overweight. 
Okay. Well, how much over him straight lead? Yeah. So how? So how, what's he supposed to be? Oh, he's supposed to be like fifty pounds. So he's thirty pounds of our weight. Yeah. Okay. So what are you feeding him? Well, we feed him his dog food. Well, what food are you feed him? Tell him how much you feed him a day. Three cups. Because that's what it says on the back of the bag. They come back. Oh, uh, no, he's supposed to have one cup a day. Based on the calorie count, he's supposed to have one cup a day. So we started feeding him one cup a day. And now he's down to about, he's in the 50 pound range. Funny thing is, I mean, he did look like when he was 80, he did look big, but he has a lot of fur. So it just hides it all. So. And the funny thing with him is, um, we actually had issues with the two dogs. They'd get in fights. And um, we had a dog whisperer lady come in. And she um, talked to us, trained us. The most interesting thing to help with training is a water bottle. Water spray bottle. The spray bottle. I will tell you, we pull out the spray bottle, and you, he sees that, and he's like, oops, what do I need to do? Okay, I stop. Oh, well, we need the distance so he gets it. And now we have to do it with the Boston Terrier. We're trying to break her or something she's done for the last 13 years. So You can't teach old dogs new tricks. Uh, we're trying to teach one right now on how to stop doing something. Hey, guys, I'm being called. I will be right back. All right. Uh, I need to take somebody out. All right. All right. So I'll be right back. All right. All right. So. Dave, what else do we got to talk about tonight? Let's see. Uh, we're getting ready for Milwaukee, right? You yep. ready to go to Milwaukee? Yep. yep. I'm Well, I'm not packed or nothing, but yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready? looking forward to the trip now. Yeah. So, That's good. Yeah. That's good. Glad to hear that. And I informed the wife today that whether, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Weather permitting marches on. Oh. So what I'm thinking, John, is oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so here's my thoughts. Yeah. See if it works for you. Um, Thursday, yep. I should be out of work around three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. I can probably make it to your house by ten. Okay. If I push it, you know, fuel stops only. Yeah. Um not, not- get to your place, crash, and then we can head down the next day. Yep. And then head back. The following day, Saturday, and I'm gonna make try and make all the way home on Saturday. So, what I'm looking at is all the way uh, from Louisiana home. Yeah, it's like 1,280 miles. So you're gonna do an iron butt home. Yeah, and here you're talking about me being crazy about trying to make you do 1,500. You're going to do 1,200. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do 1,280 miles in 20 hours. All right. It's not going to be fun. But I kind of get the feeling that, you know, I need to get this done. And the only way to get it done is to rough it out. I figure we can spend the night. I was looking at it. There's a Harley dealer. I I don't have it in front of me. The itinerary I looked at yesterday. Okay. I looked it up. But there's a Harley dealer down there in the corner. And I figure we can go see him. It's called like Warhorse or something, maybe okay. or something. If you want to look it up, and uh, 
and uh, down in the corner of Louisiana, there, Louisiana. Um, I don't. We're not obviously not going to make it all the way down to uh, Baton Rouge because that's another probably another three hundred miles, I would think. But uh, war something. That's all I can remember. W A R blah blah blah. Harley Davidson. It's a dealer. Mm. Give me a town down there in that little corner. About an hour or two. Oh, in. it's a uh, Warhawk. Warhawk. Okay. Yep. Warhawk. Yeah. Yeah. War- Where you go down there, buy a t shirt. Warhawk is near. Um, Monroe. Monroe, okay, yeah. It's not terribly far in, but it's it's in the state, so I can say I was in the state, so right. And then and then that way we can finish off in Michigan together. Sounds like so, a, sounds like a good um good plan. Good plan. And you know what you could do? So, you know, we get down there what Friday Friday we could get down there and then we um you know, you head back, and what you could do going back is to so leave out Saturday morning, and we can go up, and we could, you know, Saturday night, you got to be at work, what, at noon? Yeah. You know, we could maybe go up to, like, Roanoke or something and stop, and then you get up Saturday morning and finish it off, or something. If I have to, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that we could do that, too. Yeah, yeah. Play, play by ear. The only problem yeah. about going down is... um. What the planet out is Atlanta. So oh, we we got to go through Atlanta. In th- in theory, we have to do Atlanta. Yeah, okay. I mean that okay. is one way to do it. Or you go across, all the way across to eighty one, and then down. Um that way as well so okay about 900 miles from my house is it that far from your house yeah well so i thought your house was more than 300 miles from mine no 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 no. it's 900 miles it's eight not eight 878 miles to go to the dealership in louisiana from your house yep okay Maybe we'll have to meet somewhere along 81 then. How far off a, the highway? Are you, you here a couple hours then? From what? Well, if I go down 81 and across, I think it was 40? Yeah, that's one way, yeah. It's, yeah. We wouldn't be going. I mean. Wow. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. <laughs> the the, pro- the problem is, is that Raleigh's in a very interesting place. Yeah. There's not, it's not centrally located to get to places. It's north. kind of off the beaten path. To go north-south is not easy. Let's put it that way. Yeah. East-west, it's right along 40, so it's easy. But north-south is not easy. Well, maybe we'll just have to meet at, uh, is it, is it 81 and 40? Is that, do they meet or is it? Yeah, they meet in Tennessee. 
Yeah. So. All right. So we'll have to figure it out. We'll we'll work yeah. on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. So that sounds cool, Dave. We can figure that out. So. Sounds like a heck of a plan. So so anyway, so yes, as we're sitting here reminiscing about trips and shooting the breeze here. So we've been talking about the good old 2024 West Coast ride. And uh, last night, Chad and I chatted. And I realized, Dave, you and I are going to hit 24 states on that ride. Really? I didn't realize that. 24 states. And I'll even give you a little. I haven't completed this yet. But I will show you something. I will show you. Since our viewers can't see this, though. There is the loop where we're meeting. And that is the path we are going. Wow. And that's not including part of my ride down to right judging. Yeah, it doesn't. This is where we're meeting in West Virginia. Yeah. It doesn't so include my that's ride. 24 states. No, no, no. That includes your state. Oh, does that include my state and Maryland? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, because my two states that you're not going to have is Virginia and North Carolina. I'll get Virginia. No, you're not. You're going to get West Virginia. I don't go through Virginia. I don't. Maybe on the way. Maybe on the way home. Maybe. So then you'd be at twenty-five states. No, I figured on the way down I would hit Virginia. I have to look uh, at it again. I don't think you do. I thought I came down eighty-one, and so I take where? Where do I go across in seventy? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, that's in Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's the plan. And Chad's meeting us, you know, over here in good old Texas. In Texas. Texas. Amarillo. Amarillo by morning? We're meeting at the Cadillac. Yes. Yes. We're going to meet at the Cadillac Ranch. Yes. Yes. Did you get that, Chad? I did get that. Okay. All right. Just checking. What's that? What what we get? Cadillac Ranch or the yes? Amarillo by morning. Oh yes, I missed Jen with her yes. yes. That was so that was so funny. <laughs> I enjoyed her so much on the on the show. She hated didn't want to do it, but man, she got in going on it. Uh, so, anyways, I think that's it. Anything else you want to share with Chad for self defense? I know we probably didn't cover much, but talk about much. But hey. No, I mean, if you're going to carry a gun, get some training, get some legal training, get some medical stuff, keep a med kit on your bike. If you're going to be making trips, you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, yeah, that's about all I got to say. You know, catch me on loud pipes. Got any complaints? Send them to Rich. Send them to Rich. No, send them to Ted. Send them to Rich at loud pipes. I'd still or say you send them to Ted. Either one. <laughs> All right, Dave, you want to chat about anything else here on the show that we have no agenda on? I mean, this is kind of a, as I told Chad before we begin, we just winged this crap, and we're winging it pretty bad tonight. I don't know. I think the name of this show is going to end up being We Wing the Crap Out of This One. Well, you already told me the name that you wanted me to use, and I've already named it. And what was that? Um, um... I don't think it was me. I think it was Chad. Oh, that's right. Chad did. Chad gave me the name. 
It's currently named Live Long and Prosper. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That'll work. All right. So definitely an inside joke for us, but some people will get it. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Only the ones that, you know, actually pay attention. And listen to our and listen and listen to our show, our five listeners. We might well, have six. Like, at least one of our listeners will get it. <laughs> I, I, actually, I'm not gonna listen to this episode. Actually, two I'm of them. Not oh, what, you're not gonna to listen one. to this episode? Oh, our our listener no. count's gonna go way down. You know, you know, I'm I actually listened it. to my own episode. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah I actually I listen used to, to every take the crap out of bacon. Huh? But you don't listen to the podcast? Nope. I listen to my podcast. I don't. John does. I don't. I don't because I don't want to hear myself talk. That's right. I was already here. I'm worried that if I start listening to it, I'll start answering myself and then I'll have some kind of psychotic break. (laughs) Well, what's worse is when you're when you're listening to your own podcast and you go, Dave, that's a screw up. you're wrong (laughs) you need to fix that (laughs) but it's too late (laughs) Uh, and that happens (laughs) and trust me (laughs) Uh, what the hell that does not surprise me I'm trying to close out something that John put up by the way (laughs) I've clicked on the (laughs) on on the thing he put up he put up and I tried to close it three times. <laughs> uh, this all stays in, right? This isn't yeah, getting this all in there. Oh yeah, because I haven't had my shot okay. yet. Did you bring a? Did you bring some whiskey to have with me? All right. I'll just take a swig of beer. No, it doesn't count if it's beer. It has to be whiskey. I drank all well, mine last night. John, I don't believe you drank a whole bottle of whiskey last night. I had what I had left. No. Chad and I, Chad and I sat here and shot the breeze for a few hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah well, somebody didn't show up to the podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, I was busy killing three bottles with, with Lonnie. Ooh, three bottles? We killed a bottle of old granddad. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah exactly. And this was how. Dave's in a bar, so it wasn't cheap. Oh, mm. I'm trying to think what the other two were. We killed a bottle of. Oh, we killed a bottle of old smoky salted caramel. Oh, and the other one was salted caramel. Nice. Bird dog sort salted caramel, and we had something else, but we didn't kill that bottle. You know, you probably got like six bottles to how much to kill off one bottle there, right? Well, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good time. Hey, uh, John, you haven't given him the, you haven't given him the care package, did you? No. No, I have not gotten the care package yet. I haven't seen him yet. Right. Right. I haven't seen him. Yet. I'm expecting my care package in February. It is February. 20 something. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I might give him one of the. He's curb frozen. Pack. What are you gonna? You gonna? What are you gonna? You gonna? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Now it's not pace me. Uh, ration it out. You're gonna me. depot it. <laughs> hey Chad, I might give him one of the things. I might save the other one for later. The smaller one. Yeah. Yeah, that would be funny. He needs that. Yeah, I think I want to hold that one for later. I, I think that's going to happen. Okay. In, I think that's going to happen in May. You two are okay. I know you're talking about something that I kind of have a clue, but I don't. You have no clue. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you have zero idea. All right. So, anyways, let's shut the show down. This crazy episode. Thank you, Chad, for joining us from our law pipes. Have My a pleasure. good time over there with Rich. Keep him in line. And um, you guys are doing a good job and cool to see the show back. All right, Dave. Been a hey. good show with you, buddy. Wait a minute. It's time for my shot. Shot, shot, shot. Time for a shot. Chad, I didn't see what that was. It's just beer. Oh. I don't have time to go get a whiskey. Oh, okay. I always prepare. I'll owe you one. All yep. right. Good riding, guys. All right. Motorcycles are out there. Ride Salut. Them. Man, this stuff is good. That's it for this episode of Asphalt Chasers. We hope you enjoyed the ride as much as we did. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on social media or visit our website for more information. Remember to always ride safely and responsibly and to enjoy every moment on the road. Until next time, keep chasing the asphalt and living life to the fullest.